0: Rodney Jane here, with May deals so good you'll be glad you came to Bob Jane Tear Arts. Buy three selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop or Goodyear tyres and get one free tyre. Plus, up to $150 instant cashback on brands like Bridgestone, Michelin, Pirelli, Continental and more. That's not all, get a massive 20% off on selected Kumo tyres. We won't be beaten with our best tyre price guaranteed. Give us a call or shop online today, we'll look
1: after you.
2: This
3: is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news powered by Race Fuels in association with Bob Jane T From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus.
4: Coming up, why Team Misfit is dominating supercars, Ford still grizzling about engine parity, Betty is back, and the latest on supercars return to New Zealand. All this and more
3: straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks.
4: Hi there, race fans. Well, if there were any doubts that Erebus Motorsport is a genuine title contender, they were sincerely dispelled on the weekend at Simmons Plains. Coca-Cola Racing's band of misfits dominated the chilly Tasmania Super Sprint as Triple Eight had another mixed weekend. Will Brown won two of the three races, and Brody Kosteki recovered from being outed in the opening race to score a pair of podiums. Kosteki continues to lead the Drivers' Championship, now heading his surging teammate, Brown. And Eris Motorsport are at the top of the table among the teams. They're on a roar, whereas Triple Eight, well, they're struggling. Defending champion Shane Van Gisbergen, also knocked out of a race, is now fourth in the standings, losing more ground. Clearly, and, well, perhaps surprisingly, the Erebus Chevrolet Camaros are the cars to beat. Or to quote a classic Coca-Cola slogan from way back when, they are the real thing. As tough-talking team boss Barry Ryan is now happy to admit?
5: Yeah, oh, yeah, I hope so, and I think we're making it look like it because this was probably the track we marked on the calendar, thinking it's a different track. It's not like what we've been to, so yeah, to tick this box and go so good. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a perfect weekend either. You know, Brody obviously had a problem in race one, and a couple of our pit stops weren't perfect. But yeah, overall, we yeah we we won the weekend and we got second for the weekend, so we got the most points we could out of anyone. So. Extended all our championships and all that, all that crap. So we'll just keep pressing on. We go to Darwin, pretty confident.
4: Yeah, well, full of good signs.
5: Yeah, it's definitely good signs. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah. This, like I said, there's still things we can do better. So that's the best thing. It wasn't a perfect weekend. So we'll we'll try and take another another step at Darwin and try and win every race. Yeah.
4: And another big boost for Will. Yeah. Roared into contention.
5: Yeah, especially that last race. We made some um, good changes to the car and. It good changes to Brody's too, but the the second set of tyres just didn't work real good. They took half a stint to get going for some reason, which is strange. But anyway, um, yeah, we still it was good to see Brody um, fight back and pass Shane back, which doesn't happen much. So you don't get many people get passed by Shane and then pass him back. So it's good. Really good for the ch- for the championship and for Brody's and our confidence that we can beat Shane.
4: Eccentric wealthy team owner Betty Komenko. Making her first appearance of the season at Simmons Plains also allows that her band of misfits is the team to beat.
2: I don't like saying it, but yes, you're right. You're right, you're right. We are. We are the ones to beat and we are beatable. Everyone's beatable. It's just who can put the, everything together at the right time and the right place to do it.
4: More from Betty and her timely return to the Supercars paddock coming up. Meanwhile, it wouldn't be very Ryan if he didn't have a dig at someone. I mean, engine map and gear shift fiddles for the Mustangs, Basser was less than impressed by the Ford team's continued complaints about engine parity.
5: Ford, Ford showed some really good speed at, at times this weekend, but honestly, all I saw are they kept it up, so if they keep up. They can't keep complaining about parity. They had seven, seven of the top seven cars in the in the street in the straights in race two in race one today, so they can't complain. They have just got to do a better job, in my opinion.
4: As Ford continue to chase engine performance parity, Dick Johnson Racing boss David Noble counted that the Mustang teams are still not happy.
1: Once we get in a position where we can compete to win, we'll be happy, at the moment we can't.
4: But it is engine parity still an issue? Part, it's not the, the blame here, but part of the problem?
1: I think it's ongoing, yeah. We've got to continue to have ongoing discussions with supercars to continue to, to push the narrative to get competitive so we can win.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but would it be fair to, to say that at, at this stage, you're not happy with the engine parity issue?
1: No, look, we're appreciative of what's been put in place so far, you know, and certainly between HPE and us as the homologation team and supercars, there's good dialogue to continue to push to get those levels of what we need to. So we're not necessarily disappointed in how supercars are going about it, but we just, we're going to continue to push to get better parity.
4: Admittedly, DJR is still struggling with its Shell V-Power Racing Mustangs with Will Davison and Anton De Basquale all over the shop over the weekend.
1: So oh, it's just really proud of the way that our guys fought, you know, the weekend out. Um, you know, Anton's race, Will's race, you know, to be able to finish in the top ten again. Um, crew were great on on song, pit stops really good, really consistent. So yeah, so look, there's still a fair bit to take away from the weekend.
4: Yeah, so well. Put it bluntly, too early to lose hope.
1: Oh, entirely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got work to do. There's no doubt about that. So we'll we'll go back. We've got a test day coming up, which is really good. You know, timing's good for us to get back in, try a few more settings, look at a few more setups. Um, you know, which we've been been waiting for. So that's a start of June. So yeah, plenty of work still to do.
4: Of course, you're used to athletes who have well call it what you like form slumps or yeah. are struggling to perform with so with Anton how do you lift his morale how, how do you keep his spirits up
1: oh look i thought he drove really well today you know the way that he he attacked um the race on the softs um, got a bit of speed you know he sort of was able to that first and second sector was really strong consistently today which i think is what i mentioned to before the consistency of getting that is what we're chasing um look he's in a good headspace he's He's frustrated, but certainly he's uh, he's certainly doing the work behind the scenes.
4: The Fords were fast in a straight line at Simmons Plains, but once again couldn't match the Camaros on race pace. The taupo track is looking like where supercars will return to New Zealand next year. A top-level supercars delegation visited the circuit, more correctly pronounced as topor, and as well as finalising a submission to New Zealand major events for support, they had a good look at the track. According to Supercars Supremo Shane Howard, the Topor track inspection and associated talks were all positive.
6: Yeah, no, it went very well. Um, you know, uh, we sent uh, Tim Watson. Um, over there who's um, who's the lead in our government negotiations um, we had a representative from events and a representative from motorsport um, met with the venue um, there was also meetings with uh, council um, who who were very supportive uh, of uh, of support you know getting the event yeah. to Taupo. So, so what's
4: the outlook then when- What's the process? You've had had a look at it, talks. How long long were they over
6: there? They were were over there for a couple of days, yes.
4: Only Taupo or did they check out Hampton Downs?
6: No, we'd previously looked at uh, Hamptons before, um, but it was purely focused on on Taupo and and getting together with government um, and obviously uh, to meet at the venue and understand all the different requirements to hold a championship event, Um, meet with the the mayor and the uh, council um, and uh, they're very supportive of it. And then we're in the final stages of our submission um, to major events, so um, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it's proceeding well.
4: Right, so no decision but, and we're probably at least a few weeks away from some sort of determination.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're not far away. We've still got a bit of work to do, but um, I think uh, the the uh, site inspection and the meetings that were conducted were, yeah, were very positive. Right.
4: Fingers crossed that the Kiwi government will step up to support a long-term return at Topor starting in 2024. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport, and its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Racefuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race
1: Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at
4: racefuels.com.au.
3: You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
4: Welcome back. Betty Komenko is Supercar's only female team owner, and by any measure, she is different. Komenko is super-rich and has spent tens of millions of dollars over a decade to make Erebus Motorsport a front-running V8 team. She was back in the paddock at Simmons Plains, witnessing her team's domination. Komenko is rejoicing in her unconventional squad's success as she celebrates the 10th anniversary of Erebus Motorsport in supercars. It's a far cry from her ultra ultra expensive debut with privately funded Mercedes AMGs in two thousand and thirteen, which she admits was a financial folly.
2: You know, we've gone through so many. We've gone through a few evolutions, and we've, you know, we finished up, we started again, and we went from the Mercs to the to the Holdens, and um, with any with anything good it takes time it takes patience and when Barry came along after them we were with Mercedes and we started with Holden for me and not putting anything on the teams that we had before but that's when I saw a turning point when I actually put my faith in in Barry like I had in, in Ryan Madison and he he just, he exploded with ideas. And we've, we knew that we'd have to do it slowly, we'd have to do it in a way that wasn't just bang, 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 and, and it's worked out for us. And it's uh, it's taken a long, it's taken a while and a lot, for me, a lot of holding back and not trying to throw things at it. Because sometimes, you know, money just can't buy, it, buy you a, a win. It's the team and the drivers, obviously, that can buy, not that can get you a win.
4: Betty is a fan favourite, and she's overwhelmed by her team's sudden rise to the top of the supercars tree.
2: I am extremely excited, but I'm excited because I saw how it was built. I saw the fact that Barry took it under. You know, he just didn't go. He didn't take the easy way. He took the hard way, where we've built our own chassis and we've 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 done a lot of things ourselves, and we did it the hard way, and we did it the 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 way that everyone didn't expect us to do and it's paid off it's paid off because we hit the like you said we hit the ground running and uh it just seems to fit
4: betty komenko is a controversial pioneer but she maintains that she never set out to break gender barriers despite facing sexism in her early years in supercars
2: yeah i don't think of it that way you know I was I was in it not many women would be in my position that they had the backing to do what I did and I know that but I've also if I look back when I came here there was maybe two or three women now there's women in every team doing all sorts of things and I, I, I you know I like to think that I opened the windows for them and they all creep, you know they all came in through the windows and the doors because of what I did um, and which I was very, very, very over the moon and proud and humbled by the AM that I got for my role in motorsport. And I, and for me, that was a pinnacle. That was bucket list and everything rolled into one. And it, it means a lot to me because it took 10 years for other team owners to actually say, she's not just a woman, she's another one of us. Yeah. And that is the hardest thing to do is to let make them get them to that point of not seeing me as a woman, seeing me just as a team owner.
4: Must have been frust- frustrating initially, though. You know, not well, not to be taken seriously.
2: Yeah, um, I won't say who, but at one one of my the early um, team owners' meeting, one of them said, uh, "You'll get what you deserve. Just sh- sit down and be quiet." And I was like, you know, red cloth to a bull, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be quiet. I'll just keep it, I'll keep it under my hat for a while. And I, I did use it later on. But look, it's, it's sometimes it's nice to be underestimated, you know, because then you just have the fun of watching their faces when you, they go, she actually knows something. And um, I've loved being a team owner. It's um, It's you know there are moments when you want to cry. There are moments when you want to, you know, hug and kiss everybody. And being a woman, I'm allowed to do that. You know, (laughs) women can get emotional, and you know you can just you jump on someone and say, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. But no, being a woman team owner has been one of the most satisfying things in my life because I've done it my way, and not the way of everyone else. Or my dad specifically.
4: Much more from Betty Komenko. In Grant Rowley is parked up on Thursday. Back after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast It's all in the name. It's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might
3: only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah Yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
4: This coming weekend is one of the biggest in international motorsport. The Formula One Monaco Grand Prix versus the Indianapolis 500. Now, the Indy 500 is the biggest race in the world, pretty much by any measure. And following final qualifying, it looks set to be another thriller. Former IndyCar champion Alex Below is on the pole, leading the front row of the 3x3 33-car Indy 500 grid with fellow foreigners Renus VK and Felix Rosenquist. Kiwi IndyCar legend Scott Dixon qualifies sixth while Aussie-defending IndyCar champion Will Power stars 12th, with Team Penske teammate Scott McLaughlin out of 14th. A man in the States, expat Aussie journalist Mike Brudenell, tells us that it's a record-fast field that's
0: wide open. You got that right fast. Uh, Fastest-ever-assembled field, uh, Mark, and... Uh, it was fast and furious all day, right until the very end when uh, Jack uh, Harvey bumped out Graham Rahal, um, which was a shock. Uh, and uh, but the whole day was crazy. And uh, uh, at the at the moment, uh, Alex uh, Pillow, uh the Spanish driver, on pole, uh, record two hundred and thirty-four mile an hour, three hundred and seventy-seven. Kilometres per hour are qualifying, which broke uh, Scott Dixon's record from last year, Mark.
4: Wow, that is fast. That's, well, near as damn it to the outright, outright record that Harry Dyke set back in the glory turbo car days of,
0: well, that was 236 miles per hour back in, what, 90, 96? 96, mate, and... Um, I mean, they were pushing to 35 mile an hour right throughout uh, the day. So, uh, yeah, very fast, beautiful conditions, uh, a little cooler in the morning, uh, got a little warmer in the afternoon, but still these cars uh, like the weather and uh, they were lightning quick. Okay, so who do we watch? Who's going to win? Well, I'd like to say... uh, uh, maybe Scott Dixon um, uh, uh, to take his second. Uh, Scott's actually not badly positioned in sixth, but um, his uh, compatriot, uh, Mr. McLaughlin, uh, he's down in 14th and uh, our boy Will Power has uh, qualified 12th. So they've got their work ahead of them, um, but Hello was uh, just seamless. He, he was right on it. He's an extraordinarily good driver, very smooth, very smart. And right now, I mean, uh, I got to say, uh, he's got a tremendous uh, chance of uh, of winning that race. Uh, uh, you know, VK from the Netherlands, uh, Renus VK qualified second and Felix Rosenquist third. And uh, they were spot on too, Mark. So, I mean, those three could win it. I like Dixon where he is because he knows what to do. And, of course, you know, we can't count out uh, not Goughlin and or Will because uh, once the business end of that race in the last uh, 20 laps, uh, you know, come about, uh, they should be right up there barring any uh, mishaps or or accidents. But, look, there there are chances of plenty. And uh, Santino Ferrucci, for example, uh, qualified fourth for aj Foyt racing giving um the uh the texan his best qualifying effort from a driver i think in uh 25 years so um yeah there's the, the, some very fast guys out there and uh, many many with uh, good chances although
4: team penske struggled for qualifying speed brudnell thinks scott mclaughlin and will power could win from behind
0: Scott is such a smooth, smart, calculated driver with a heap of speed. And I think he likes the car. He just didn't want it it trimmed out a little bit more. He didn't want so much downforce. And uh, he was just funny. He was telling everyone, this car sucked too much. And we thought, well, it must be bad. But no, it was just, uh, you know, too much much suck, as he said, too much downforce. But um, in, you know... Uh, race trim I think he'll definitely be a factor toward the end you can't count out Will Uh, he you know he's won races this year or won a race this year he's the defending IndyCar champ and you know he's he's got a heap of drive and uh, confidence in himself so I'm sure that Will will give a good good account of himself
4: the Indianapolis 500 will be live and ad-free on Stan Sport next Monday morning. It was another busy weekend in motorsport: Supercar supports at Simmons Indy 500 qualifying, Australian Rally Championship in Western Australia, the Nürburgring 24 Hours, and of course, every week NASCAR. So here. With his roundup of all the main action, is Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Team
7: It was a big weekend for the Repco Supercars at the Tasmanian Super Sprint, with Coca Cola racing by Erebus continuing its strong start to the Gen 3 era. Will Brown took two victories, and Brock Feeney won for Red Bull Ampole Racing in another Chevrolet Camaro domination. Brody Kistecki continues to lead the championship by 87 points from Coke teammate Brown, heading to much warmer climate in Darwin on June 16 to 18. In Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge, it was Sonic driver Rona Murphy who took out the 40 lap endurance event to round out the second round of the series. This followed two race wins and the overall round victory for fellow New Zealander Marco Giltrap. Sonic also claimed success in the Formula Ford title at Simmons Plains. Jake Santalucia won round three after taking the first two wins, while Xavier Kokai took the final win of the weekend in his Spectrum. CHE Racing's Zach Lobko holds a slender lead from Sonic's Matt Hillier, with Winter next on the Formula Ford calendar. In the Battery World Aussie Racing Cars Super Series, Joel Heinrich was again the driver to beat, He took three wins with Rhys Chapman taking a solitary win. And in the Tassie Tintops, it was dominated by the Ford Falcon of Tim Main around the 2.4-kilometre Simmons Plains layout. On the other side of the country, it was the Bosch Motorsport Australian Rally Championship. Harry Bates and Coral Taylor took the spoils on Saturday in the Forest Rally, while Nathan Quinn and navigator Ray Winwood-Smith won on Sunday. Formula One was supposed to race at Imola over the weekend, but due to extensive flooding in the area, the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix was cancelled. Qualifying for the Indianapolis 500 is complete, and as detailed by Fogues earlier, previous winner Alex Palau will start from pole alongside Rinas VK and Felix Rovenquist. For the first time in 27 years, NASCAR Cup competed at the North Wiltsboro. Speedway with Carl Larson taking the $1 million all-star race from Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick. And in the Nürburgring 24-hour, Kiwi Earl Bamba, Nicky Katzberg, David Pitchard and Felipe Fernandez-Lazer took the win in a Ferrari entry. Former Bob Jane Team Mart's Carrera Cup champion Jordan Love secured a podium in the S9 Pro-Am class finishing second in his Mercedes, while fellow Aussie Josh Burden took third place in the S10 class. This weekend is a motorsport fan's dream, as Formula One heads to Monaco, Indy 500 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and the traditional NASCAR Cup race in Charlotte. That's the racing news from home and abroad. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus, with thanks to Bob Jane Team marts
4: finally you gotta love american race driver names among the qualifiers for the indy 500 is stingray rob starting 32nd that is second last well as mike brudnell explains stingray is as all american as they come
0: he he runs the dale coin race and he's only 21 he's a uh... Christian young Christian man and on his car there is, is a little signage it says John 316 meaning the, uh, the 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 story in the Bible and it says if you believe in him your soul will be saved and he qualified toward the end and uh, he did say thank you Jesus well wow. We love a God lover, but he gets gets my vote just
4: for his name.
0: Yeah, Stingray. Well, his grandfather had a uh, Corvette and he named, uh, he loved the Corvette and he wanted his grandson named after the car, so his parents called him Stingray Rob. Love that name. It's right up there with Lake Speed
4: and Cold Trickle. Well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday. And that's when you'll hear the full interview with Betty Komenko, who really never disappoints with her unfiltered comments. And don't forget Network R's other must-listen podcasts, Girls on the Grid, every Monday and every second Friday the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus. We hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening.
0: You've just listened to another Network R production.